Welcome to the Possibility of Today radio show. This weekly series mixes entertainment with inspiration and information to help you learn how to live in a different way and take advantage of all the possibilities of today. Do you want to find the way to your something more and live life to the fullest? Then you're in the right place. Host Sybil Shavis will guide you through an exciting journey of self-discovery and transformation so you can be entertained, be inspired, and be informed. Now, here's Sybil. Hey, welcome to the Possibility of Today podcast. If this is the first time you're tuning in, this podcast is all about the little changes that we can make today that will allow us to see things differently or literally take different steps. And those small changes that we take today end up having this enormous impact or a ripple effect, a positive ripple effect on our entire life. So today's show is about specifically the things that we can do to respond to what I feel has already been a crazy 2014 with just so much going on. It's almost like no matter which way you turn, right, there's something else to deal with, another problem, another issue to work through. And so it raises the question, how do you make certain you are staying centered and you're in the best mindset and really setting yourself up to not only manage through whatever has come your way in the best way possible, but to also feel good while you're working through and resolving whatever has to be worked through. Because here's the deal, right? It's 2014. We have a lot of 2014 left. And I genuinely believe if we structure our days in the right way and we make just a small change, we can really take advantage of this year. So it's just not one of those years where it just flies by. We look at the end of the year, we've been in total reactive mode the entire year, and we haven't made the progress that we wanted to make. And it's interesting because I was actually reading this article in Harvard Business Review about what the most successful people do when they have a lot on their plate or they feel overwhelmed or they're just all these challenges and stuff of life that continues to happen to them. So this article spoke about two things, sustained momentum and deliberate choices. And it explained that what the most successful people always do is that regardless of what's going on in their life, whatever challenges that they have to work through, they obviously take care of them. They make certain they're structuring their days so that they can address their issues. But they also make certain that they're not 100% in reactive mode. And so they make deliberate choices about how they're going to move through the day, and they're very intentional about what they get done. So, for example, pretend like someone was working through a financial challenge, and you realize, if you've ever worked through financial challenges, that it's not something that gets resolved on the first day you start working through it. So, in essence, what these people would do, the most successful people that are being referred to in this article, is that they would be very intentional. They'd wake up in the morning. They would be very aware, you know, I'm working through this today. And these are the three or four practical steps that I can take today and handle. They would schedule that in. They'd make the deliberate choice to focus on it during a certain period of their day and take whatever steps they could. But then they would also make certain that they had left room for all of the other things so that they could keep sustained momentum. 
and not just be in pure reactive mode to, you know, a creditor calling or something else popping up or another financial challenge because they would have structured their day in a way that they knew they were taking the three or four steps that they had decided to deliberately focus on that morning. This Harvard Business Review article referred to it as an understanding of how to vigilantly manage their own human capital. And so when I was reading that, it really just reinforced this strategy that I've always relied on anytime I have a lot going on. And quite honestly, it's interesting because sometimes you move away from things that really were working for you and you don't even realize you've moved away from them from your routines. And then once you get too far, you're like, okay, I need to go back to what I was doing that was working. And this is something that has happened to me repeatedly, but I continue to always come back to this place where I make certain every single day I'm doing what I consider are two essential things to manage through these times when you know you have a lot of challenges going on, but you also know that you don't want to just be in pure reactive mode and not making progress and handling the other things in your life that you really want to focus on. And the two essential things that we need to do is first look at things in the right light. We need to be able to reframe sometimes the things that have happened and find our way to seeing and focusing on the silver lining. And the second thing we need to always make certain we're doing during these times is that we have the right morning routine and we're sticking to it. We are doing the right things that are going to set us up to feel the best that we can in light of everything that we're working through. So we're going to go through both of those things today because this is one of those life hacks or tweaks that we want to make sure we've made, you know, especially if it's been one of those crazy years like it's been for a lot of us. But quite honestly, even if you've just had a lot going on or if you felt overwhelmed and you know you want to make certain you're doing what that Harvard Business Review article was talking about in terms of keeping sustained momentum. So let's start with the first thing you're going to want to do today. And that is, you know, make certain that you're looking at whatever has happened this year or quite honestly, whatever has happened that you may still be working through from years before you want to make sure that you're looking at it from the right perspective. Not only does it help you kind of see things with more clarity, but it just also frees you to move forward better and feeling better about whatever happened or whatever it is that you're currently working through. In fact, even if you feel that you have seen your silver lining, it's good to remind yourself of it or to even look for more and more silver linings that you may not have initially noticed. I actually came across this amazing story of Stacy Kramer. I don't know if you heard about Stacy Kramer, but she is actually a co-founder of this company, Brandplay. And she had this real serious health challenge that she had to work through. But in hindsight, you know, after she was able to work through it, she said that even though it was amazingly difficult to get through, she'd been able to see the silver lining. Listen to how Stacey Kramer explained it during a TED speech. Imagine, if you will, a gift. I'd like for you to picture it in your mind. It's not too big, about the size of a golf ball. So envision what it looks like all wrapped up. Before I show you what's inside, I will tell you it's going to do incredible things for you. 
It will bring all of your family together. You will feel loved and appreciated like never before and reconnect with friends and acquaintances you haven't heard from in years. Adoration and admiration will overwhelm you. It will recalibrate what's most important in your life. It will redefine your sense of spirituality and faith. You'll have a new understanding and trust in your body. You'll be challenged, inspired, motivated, and humbled. Your life will have new meaning. Peace, health, serenity, happiness. Nirvana. It was a rare gem, a brain tumor. Hemangioblastoma. The gift that keeps on giving. And while I'm okay now, I wouldn't wish this gift for you. I'm not sure you'd want it, but I wouldn't change my experience. It profoundly altered my life in ways I didn't expect, in all the ways I just shared with you. So the next time you're faced with something that's unexpected, unwanted, and uncertain, consider that it just may be a gift. Isn't that just such an amazing story? I mean, I think it really just drives the point home that there really are these challenging issues and things unexpectedly that can come up in our life that we just have to deal with. And it's so easy to focus all of our attention on working through them and resolving them and taking the best steps forward that we can. And it's totally important. We've got to clearly keep moving forward and move through those things. But what I've realized is that it's very easy also to fall into the trap of not ever finding that silver lining or not focusing enough on it because we've been just focused on getting through things or handling what's come our way. But it is really important for us to focus our attention also and remind ourselves of the silver lining because if it's not clear or it's not settled into our minds enough, it's easy to let the things that have happened or are happening to us or whatever it is we're working through, it's easy to let those things consume us and essentially weigh us down. It may be those times when we find ourselves saying, you know, why me? How could this happen to me? Or anything along those lines that essentially can feel like what's happening to us is burdensome. And that feeling and perspective a lot of times we may not even realize it, but it can create these negative feelings about situations that end up working against us. And so that's why one of the essential things to do today is to find your silver lining. And specifically in terms of whatever you may have had going on in 2014 or whatever you may be working through right now, when you step back and look at those things, can you see your silver lining? Can you think of even just one small positive thing that has come or that is going to come from these situations or challenges you've been working through? And honestly, I get it that depending on whatever it is we've been working through, a lot of times that's easier said than done. But I also know that when we can just step back and do exactly what Stacy Kramer did who was sharing her story just moments ago in the TED speech, there really is always the silver lining that we can find or 
a better way of seeing whatever it is that we're working through that's going to help us move forward in a much easier way. And as we've been talking about since, there's still so much of 2014 left, and we absolutely want to make certain that this is a year where we're making the progress that we want to make. You know, we may not be going 80 miles an hour the entire time because we have challenges or things that we've been working through. But as that Harvard Business Review article mentioned, you know, and as we've seen the most successful people, what they continually do, we can have sustained momentum. And so although we may not always be able to go 80 miles an hour, maybe sometimes we're going 50 or other times we're going 30. But the point is that we're continually making progress and we're not just stuck in this weird place where we're just reacting to all of the challenges or things that are coming our way. Because quite honestly, we could essentially focus all of our attention on that all of the time and never get to where we want to be. So that's why the first thing to do is to really, you know, take some time today and think about your silver linings. And after the break, we are going to talk about the second essential thing that we want to do in terms of moving through the rest of 2014 and whatever challenges and things that we have on our plate. And that is to make certain we have the right morning routine and we're doing the specific things that are going to set us up to have a very productive and a great day where we're feeling at our best and we're really accomplishing the things that we can accomplish in that day. So we'll be discussing all of that after the break. Welcome back to the Possibility of Today podcast. We have been talking about 2014. What a year, right? I mean, it's just been crazy for a lot of us with just so much going on. But I do think a lot is coming to a head in 2014. And we definitely want to set ourselves up to take advantage of our ability to make more progress this year because it can't just be the year of dealing with challenges and all of the things that are being thrown at us. Because haven't you also noticed how those things have a tendency to just continually come up? And I feel like if we are just in pure reactive mode, that's just where we're going to stay. So that's why we've been talking about these two essential things that we want to make certain we're doing today to set ourselves up so we can have sustained momentum. And the first thing we were speaking about prior to the break was the silver lining and just really making certain that we're putting everything into perspective and doing our best to look at things in the right light, no matter how hard it is, but to try to find our way to a silver lining and to see that even though sometimes things feel really hard and they are really hard, if we can just step back and see the situation in its totality we can see that there is a way that somehow, some way, this experience is giving us something that we need or it's setting us up to be in a better place in the future. And the second thing that I wanted to get into today was in addition to obviously stepping back and finding that silver lining, what's also really important is the morning routine. And I'm specifically referring to a real formal structured morning routine 
where you've planned it out, you know exactly what you're going to do. And essentially you're taking 30 minutes every morning to set yourself up to have the right feelings flowing and the right energy and just really the right mindset to take on whatever it is you're going to take on for that particular day. You're going to want to make certain that you never have one of those days where you just like jump in and start diving into the day and diving into your to-do list or just charging through whatever it is that you have to do. And I actually do have some suggestions for things that you're going to want to do during these 30 minutes. And what I'd recommend in terms of structuring it is essentially how I structure it myself. And it's the first 20 minutes you spend doing something that relaxes you, whether it's going on a walk or exercise or yoga or meditation, essentially anything that just is going to help you kind of relax and get ready to recenter and charge up for the day. And then the final 10 minutes of this 30-minute morning routine, you're going to want to spend planning. And it's really important that you write down what you're going to do and then allocate the time that it's going to take to do it and really structure it the best you can. It doesn't mean that you're not going to be flexible and things won't come up and your day may have to shift or things may change. But what I've noticed is when I'm very intentional, you know, making those deliberate choices that that Harvard Business Review article was speaking about in terms of how I'm going to spend my time, when I do that, I'm much more productive and I'm more apt to get things done and most importantly, not think I'm going to get more done than is actually feasible on any given day. So that's why it's really important to write it down. But going back to the first part of our morning routine, you know, the 20 minutes that we're allocating to just have me time and to relax and do things that really allow us to just kind of slow down and to enter the day the right way. One recommendation I really do have is something I had to kind of learn to do myself, and that is meditation. And again, I think there's all different types of meditation, and it's really about finding whatever works for you. But there is just something about isolating a certain period of time, even if it's only, you know, a couple of minutes where you're just listening to relaxing music or you're walking just peacefully, or a lot of people even sit in silence, just doing something that's going to allow you to slow down the thoughts that are running through your mind and just relax. And you may already have meditation as a part of your morning routine and a part of your practice. That's a great thing. I know there are a lot of people who have integrated meditation into their daily routine. Actually, to that point, I came across this great clip by Ellen DeGeneres, and she was speaking about her meditation practice. I've been meditating, uh, doing TM for about uh, a year now. But anyway, so I learned how to meditate. Uh, I've tried to meditate before, and the, the breathing and the, all the other stuff that I, when I did yoga, and I never, I was always opening my eye, and it, it was like a minute later, and I was like, oh, how am I going to do this? This is just impossible. <laughs> focusing on the breathing and I just and so when I learned about TM which I'd heard about it and I'd heard so many people I was I was very impressed by the people that I I learned that they did TM and I was like well they're interesting people and it, it, there must be something to it and I thought I'll try this even though I'm not good at meditating and and something about TM something about having that mantra it is the only time I have that 
stillness. It's the only way I've ever been able to sit long enough that I, I open my eyes and I'm sad that it's 20 minutes later. I, I actually love, and I never had that feeling before, late at night alone at an ATM machine, but that was not safe. <laughs> so that was Ellen talking about her meditation practice. And she's actually specifically referring to transcendental meditation, which again, it's just about finding, I think, a meditation practice that works for you. But the transcendental meditation from what I've read focuses on a mantra and essentially you get trained on how to focus on this mantra and really just kind of find that place in your mind where it's just still and you're relaxed. And so obviously if you start your day that way and you're having that experience for 20 minutes, it's much easier to be focused and clear and feel really good as you're managing through the rest of your day. And the point that I liked that Ellen made, because it was so true for me too, is it really is just a matter, I think, of committing to keep trying because there isn't really a wrong way, if you will, to meditate. It's just essentially about doing something that works for you, that calms you, relaxes you. Sometimes I'll just go walking for 20 minutes. Other times I'll sit and just listen to music. Other times I will sit and just really be silent But the point is you get more and more comfortable with doing it once you start integrating it into your morning routine. And there are just so many neurological benefits. I mean, and not to get too scientific or technical, but for me, it always helps to understand the reasoning, the science behind whatever it is I'm signing up to do, especially if I'm going to be, you know, devoting 20 or more minutes to it every day. And so I came across this clip from Sarah Lazar, who is a neuroscientist, and listened to what she had to share about the benefits of meditation. When I was in graduate school, a friend and I decided that we're going to run the Boston Marathon. And so we started training, and we overtrained, and I developed knee and back problems. So I went to see a physical therapist, and they told me that I had to stop running, and instead I should just stretch. I saw an ad for a vigorous yoga class that promised not only to promote flexibility, but also to promote strength and um, cardiorespiratory fitness. So I thought, oh, well, this is a great way that I can stretch, but also remain in shape, and maybe I could even still run the Boston Marathon. So I went to the yoga class, and um, I really enjoyed it, except for when the teacher would make all sorts of claims, you know, all sorts of medical claims, but also all sorts of you know, claims about, oh, yes, it'll help you, you, know, you increase your compassion and open your heart, and it's just like... And my eyes would roll, and uh, yeah, I'd think, yeah, 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 I'm here for, you know, to stretch. But what was, <laughs> yeah. but what was interesting was that after a couple of weeks, I started noticing some of these changes. I started noticing that I was calmer, and that I was better able to handle difficult situations, and that, indeed, I was feeling more compassionate. I thought, well, maybe, you know, it's just a placebo response, right? She told me I was going to feel this, so maybe that's, that's why I was feeling it. So I decided to do a literature search to see if there's any research on this. And lo and behold, there was quite a bit showing um, both yoga and meditation are extremely effective for decreasing stress. And most interestingly, I thought virtually every study has shown that people are just happier. They report they're more satisfied with their life and they have a higher quality of life. So as a neuroscientist, you know, how could this be happening? What's, you know, how can you, something as silly as a yoga posture or sitting and watching your breath, how could that lead to all these sorts of different types of uh, uh, changes? So what we know is that whenever you engage in a behavior over and over again, that this can lead to changes in your brain. 
And this is what's referred to as neuroplasticity. And what this just means is that uh, your brain is plastic and that the neurons can change how they talk to each other with experience. So Sarah goes on essentially to explain how neuroplasticity really is what is allowing meditation to be so effective for so many people because essentially the way that our brain normally fires, like the pathways are changing and it's creating this result where our minds are just able to slow down and just not be completely consumed with, you know, thought after thought and are just running and spinning. And for me, as somebody who's type A, that was very attractive to know because I just knew that there were so many times where I was overthinking or I was making a bigger deal out of things. And if I had just been able to slow down my mind and start the day really kind of more centered and thoughtful, I was going to be so much more productive and so much more effective. And that's really what meditation has done for me. But the main thing that meditation has done for me is the same thing that Ellen DeGeneres was describing that I value the most just in terms of the peace of mind that it has brought to my life and to my days. Actually, I came across this other really good clip by Bob Roth from tm.org, and he was essentially explaining what meditation allows us to do. But basically what the research shows is that during transcendental meditation, your body gains a state of rest and relaxation in many regards deeper than the deepest part of deep sleep. And what that deep rest does, it allows the buildup of stress, fatigue, tension, anxiety to be dissolved, to be eliminated. And what Bob Roth from TM.org shared there really just points to one of or several of the main reasons why I'm such a big believer in meditation and making certain that it's a part of my morning routine and every day is because you're really able to dissolve, as he said, like stress and anxiety and just all of the things that have this tendency to kind of build up in our minds and to really have the tool that just allows you to kind of release that all and just really settle you and center you has been life-changing for me. And when it comes to the two essential things that we've been talking about, you know, in order to really take advantage of 2014 and the fact that we want to make progress, but we're also very realistic that we may have a lot going on. We may have challenges that we're working through, just a lot of things on our plate. But of course, we want to have sustained momentum and We don't want to look up at the end of 2014 and say, you know, where did all that time go? The two essential things that we've been talking about that you want to do, the first was what we were talking about earlier in terms of really finding those silver linings in terms of the challenges and allow you to look at whatever's happened from a much better perspective maybe than you were when you initially encountered the challenge. And the second thing is, you know, what we've been just talking about in terms of creating this ideal morning routine and the first 20 minutes doing something that relaxes us, whether it's meditation or yoga or just going on a walk and the second 10 minutes taking the time every morning to really list out all of the things that you're going to do, to be thoughtful of the best next steps that you can take to work through the challenge 
but also to be really aware of the other things that you want to still make progress on in your life and to schedule those, you know, even though you may not be able to drive 80 miles an hour, like we were talking about earlier, it doesn't mean that you can't achieve this sustained momentum that they were talking about in that Harvard Business Review article. And it's just so important to kind of write those things down and structure your day and really allocate the right amount of time because it's so easy to think, oh yeah, I can just keep it all in my head and I'm going to show up at the right time and I'm going to handle things. But what we have a tendency to not realize is how much space and how much clutter that takes up in our mind. And that then adds on to all of the stuff we're working through and it just makes things feel more overwhelming than they really actually should be feeling. So that's why it's really important in terms of the second half of our morning routine to take those 10 minutes and literally plan out your day. And the last thing I wanted to share is actually this great clip that I found. It's between Oprah and Dave Letterman, and they're both talking about their meditation practice. And similar to Ellen, they both have also experienced a lot of positive benefits from meditating. How long have you been meditating? Well, actually, I had I brought meditation to my whole company just before I ended, like in 2010, because mm-hmm. it makes for a better environment where everybody is focused and of one mind and doing well. Do you meditate? I can tell you don't. Never mind. I'm just asking that. You know, I'm just being polite. I can tell you don't. I, I do. I, I don't believe you. I, <laughs> I don't believe you. No, I mean, why would I lie about that? No, yeah, why would you lie about that? I, I'm, I'm meditating right now. <laughs> That's what I mean. We had a guy uh, called uh, Meditation Bob. Yeah. And he, he came up to the... He, no, this is true. Okay. They've, they've started laughing well, they already. Know meditation, know okay. They know Meditation Bob. And he came up there and he taught a bunch of us how to meditate. And it was like four nights in a thing. And then now I can meditate anytime I want. Everybody needs to find some, something. something. Uh, Lord, I mean, life without something is impossible. Yeah, isn't, isn't it? Absolutely. Isn't it? Yeah. So you need to find something, and it doesn't matter what you call it, if it's just sitting and being still, mm-hmm. if it's reflecting, if it's you know, hugging your children, hugging your dogs, right. giving some time to that. It's all mm-hmm. good. If it's vodka and pills, <laughs> that's a way to go. <laughs> so although Dave Letterman is hilarious... I am going against his recommendation in terms of vodka and pills for obvious reasons. And today is really the day to integrate those two essential things if it's not something you're doing already. The first being finding the silver lining in terms of any challenge or anything you're working through. And the second one being following a formal morning routine where you're taking the first 20 minutes to meditate or yoga or do anything that relaxes you. And then the last 10 minutes to really structure your day and set yourself up to have a really good day. And then of course, take advantage of the rest of 2014 because there's still time left. There's still a lot we can accomplish and that's the possibility of today. And it's also the show for the day. So thank you so much for tuning in. I hope you have a great week and of course live today better than yesterday. 